Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Rights. Every human is born with them. They are essential for dignity, liberty, and security. Governments are paid to protect and promote them, and people everywhere passionately demand them. Yet, human rights are still violated in this world every day. In this intriguing series of TCC Radio, we're taking you in the studio and on the street with our outreach radio team to talk truth about who's right. Ultimately, the answer to this question is found not with God's image bearers, but within the character and nature of God himself. Finally, make sure to keep listening until the very end of each episode when we'll open God's Word to hear what He has to say about the subject. And now, with all that in mind, let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. All right, this is Eric with TCC Radio, and we're out here uh, in the streets just talking with folks. I bumped into this young lady. What's your name? Maria. Okay, Maria, TCC Radio is what we call a spiritual speaker's corner. So today we're talking to people about human rights, okay? So do you have opinions about human rights? Um, yes, I do, actually. Okay, so we're just going to start right off here. Um, Maria, do you believe that every human being has the same basic rights? For example, the right not to be lied to or not to have property stolen or not to be murdered, uh, etc. Uh, do you believe that that is true? Um, yes, I believe for uh, some fun- fundamental rights that it is true. Okay, that everyone should have the same rights. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so why do you believe that everyone should have the same rights? Um, I think uh, probably growing up Catholic, just um, learning about how to treat others and how, um, I guess, the golden rule, like treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, I would never want to be treated um, poorly or in a way that violates the rights that I think I have. And so I feel as though it's definitely important to treat others um, with the exact same rights and respect that I think I deserve as well. I'm not sure if you've ever thought about this before, but rights matter, right? But rights are not something that's made of matter, right? They're, they're um, something that's kind of abstract, something that is in your mind, is something you, it's a concept. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So you don't think they're matter? Um, no, they're definitely <laughs> um, conceptual. So if that's true, that they're, that they're abstract, they're conceptual, they're not made of matter, uh, where do they come from? Um, honestly, I think that they come from within ourselves. So um, things that we long for are things that we, uh, we decide are human rights. So obviously we long for things like um, being respected and then obviously like food and water we need. Um, I think that uh, human rights and just our our rules that we come across um, have a lot to do with what we personally need. All right. So, um, would you would you say that maybe you are a, a spiritual type of person or not? Um, I definitely, um, I'd say spiritual, definitely more so than religious, because I did grow up Catholic, but um, I've kind of drifted away from that more so. Um, but yeah, definitely spiritual. Okay. Do you believe there is a God? Um, 
I'm not sure. I'm okay. a little bit agnostic on that question um, because uh, I do a lot of thinking and I just can't, I, I can't postulate exactly what could be out there. Yeah, okay. That's, I appreciate your honesty with that. Um, I obviously believe there's a God. And this is a Christian radio show, so that's the position we're coming from. But um, who do you think's rights would be more important, ours or God's? That's a tough question. I think that our rights would be more important than God's. Um, I know that um, if there is a God, he would have obviously created us. Um, we would most likely be his most important creation um, because we have if there is a God, um, I'm coming, like, I mean, from, I guess, your guys' sort of perspective, being made in the image of God would make us just as important, if not more important. I kind of look at it like a, a parent-to-child perspective, so a parent would never um, never pick themselves over their child. Sure, sure. And I, uh, the very next thing I was going to say is that God says he made us in his image. So that's interesting you picked up on that before me. Um, the Bible also teaches, though, that, that people receive their rights through the decrees of God's law. For example, uh, you familiar with the Ten Commandments? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so Ten Commandments are, are pretty standard. Don't lie, don't steal, uh, don't commit adultery, um, don't murder, you know, things like that. So, so that's a biblical perspective on it, um, is that, that our rights come from, from our Creator, right? And... Uh, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. You said that you think that uh, God to us is kind of like a parent-child type of thing. Um, now, the Bible says that God is omniscient. He knows all things. He's all-powerful. He is the name above all names. His word is always true. He cannot lie. He, all of these things about him. Are those things true about your parents? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not true about my parents. I yeah. mean, my parents they're, are... They're human too, yeah, right? They're, they're great. They're not... Um, they're not Perfect. I'm not asking you to bash your parents. I wouldn't expect you to do that. But what I'm trying to point out here is that there is ontologically, if you know what that means, that means in our being of what we're made of, right? You're made of the same stuff your parents are made of. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. God is not made of that same stuff. Like he is, he is above and beyond us. So it's, it's far, it, it's actually very different from a there, there are some similarities between a parent-child relationship. Obviously, the Bible says that God is our Father, right? And, and we're to pray to Him, our Father in Heaven, you know, um, that kind of thing. But I just wanted to point out that the similarities aren't real. There's not a ton of similarities because God is completely other than us, unlike our parents who are made of the same stuff. That's, that's a biblical perspective. Um, so, if people have rights, would you consider God... Uh, whose image people reflect, also have rights? Yes. Actually, I would. Okay. Uh, so so you think that um, uh, God would have rights? Then? Yes. Yeah, okay. So what, what do you think those rights would be? Um, yeah, I would say that he would have the same rights as us. Okay, you don't think that he would have greater rights than us? No, I do not. Okay, the Bible says that these are these are some of God's rights. Okay, the Bible portrays God as having the right to be to be worshipped um, because we are His creation. He's our Creator. Do we have the right to be worshipped? Uh, no, I do not think that. But I also am not entirely sure that God has that right either. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, this is Eric with TCC Radio. We'll get you back on the street with Maria and I in a few. But first. 
Here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet how are the lost to believe in him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with The Cross Current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A and give. We thank God for you and your partnership in his gospel. Well, Jesus said, uh, you shall uh, worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Do you think that that is uh, a, a logical consequence of, of who God is compared to who we are? Um, on, on that quote, um, I... I here's, a, here's another one. Je- um, the Bible says, Je- this is from the Old Testament, but Jesus also quoted it. Um, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. I don't think it's possible to love anyone or anything with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. That might surprise. Does that surprise you that I agree with you? Um, no. No. <laughs> no, that's that's impossible. Um, none of us have done that for God. None of us have loved Him entirely, perfectly for our entire lives, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. The Bible also says that everything in existence is God's property. God created it for his pleasure, uh, revealing his purposes through Jesus Christ. So the Psalms say the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Uh, Do you think that if everything in existence is God's property and God created it all for his pleasure, do you think that includes you? Again, I'm kind of in a tough position on that question just because I'm not entirely sure about um, one, Jesus' relationship with God. Because I know that from, from, I guess, from the Catholic perspective growing up, he was the, you know, son of of God God. or God God incarnate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, So it's kind of difficult for me to... Um, honestly answer that question. Yeah, okay. Here, I want to go back to what you said about, um, you said you think it's impossible for anyone to love God with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength. And and I, I agreed with you on that. And um, I just want to ask you, do you think that we'll be held accountable for obeying that or not? I'd, I'm not sure, but I don't think we should be. Um, Why is I, that? I don't think that uh, before how I said I, I don't think that it's possible for us to love God with all of our our mind body soul yeah, yeah. um, etc I don't think that God um, as an entity would be able to love his or herself with his, their entire mind body soul um, and I don't think God can love himself that way no I don't yeah. think so and I think that because I don't think that he would have felt the need to create anything further if he did. Um, Interesting, yeah. Going back to the Ten Commandments, um, there's ten of them. 
How many of them do you think uh, you remember? Um, maybe half. Yeah, okay. Try. Um, so, thou shall not steal. Um, adultery, of course. Um, you have to honor your father and mother. Um, no, thou shall not kill, I guess. Um, so, um, not using the Lord's name in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Out of those commandments that you named, how many of them have you kept? Um, definitely, I have not kept, um, I mean, I have not committed adultery, so that... Do you know what Jesus said about adultery? No. He said, uh, if a man even looks upon a woman to lust after her, he's already committed adultery with her in his heart, because uh, even the things that we desire, if they're sinful desires, then God sees that just as much as just as heinous as if we actually physically carried it out, right? God knows our words, our thoughts, and our deeds, and, and we can sin in that way too. So what about murder? Have you ever murdered someone? Um, no, not that I know of. <laughs> in First John it says, if you hate someone, it's the same as committing murder in your heart. If you hate someone, that's, that's the root of murder, right, is, is hatred. So have you ever hated someone? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I have... I'm going to trust you when you say that, even though even though you've committed lies, too. You know, I'm going to trust you on that. Well, I've, I've definitely disliked people. I've never hated people. I've never felt as though anyone should die. I don't think that's sure. very ethical. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. Um, if you were to stand before a holy God on Judgment Day, knowing that he said, do not lie, how many lies have you told in your life? Too many to count. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. All of us have. Me, too. When I, and when I'm standing here, I want you to know... I'm not sitting here saying, hey, I've never done any of this stuff. All, I've done it all way more than you, okay, probably. like So uh, if, you, if you've lied and you've stolen and, and you've committed adultery in your heart and you've, um, you've used the Lord's name in vain, and, so you've committed these sins and so have I. So what do you think is going to happen on the day of judgment, which the Bible says is coming? It is, a, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this comes the judgment. What do you think... Uh, it's going to be like to stand before him on that day of judgment, keeping in mind that God is holy, he is perfect, he is good. The Bible says he cannot even look on sin. He, he can't have anything to do with it. It can't be in his presence. And you and I have sinned deeply against him every day of our lives. What do you, what do you think it's going to be like to stand before him on that day of judgment? Um, depending on how lenient he is, I think I'm for sure doomed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would be too. Yeah. I would be too. And you know what? Uh, the Bible says he's he's not lenient because it's his nature is perfect holiness, okay? He would be going against his nature if he just was lenient and was was accepting of sin. So do you think there's anyone who would be able to stand before him and say that they were innocent? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, right. So the Bible says that the punishment for sin against God is is hell forever. Does that kind of concern you at all? Um, at the moment, no. It doesn't quite concern me. Um, just because, again, because I don't know what's going to happen after or what's happening right now anyways. Um, honestly, I, I don't think it's worth my time to be concerned because um, I think that if I was concerned about it, it would just be like an, a forever anxiety. 
just because just worried about yeah, it. because just, you don't think there'd be any way out definitely not no I think that the Bible says that there are people in heaven if you read through the book of Revelation it talks about masses of people from every tribe tongue and nation that are in heaven how do you think they got there if they're all guilty of sin the same way you and I are um, I would think forgiveness but Again, I have I have yet to meet yeah. God. But there's yeah, that's right. But here's the thing: the Bible says there's nothing that you and I can do on our own. There's nothing that we can do to erase the sin we've already committed. There's nothing we can do to earn God's uh, favor and and earn God's uh, overlooking our sin or anything like that. But the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, God did something for us so that we could be forgiven and His holy justice still be upheld so that he could still be holy and punish our sin but at the same time allow us to go free um, do you know what that is um, no what are you referring to I'm referring to uh, 2,000 years ago when when Jesus Christ came to this earth the Bible says that he willingly took on flesh in love and willingly came to this earth and lived a perfect life he lived a perfect life and never never sinned against God once his entire life okay so he upheld God's law perfectly where we haven't okay but then at the end of his life uh, you know how he died how did he die crucifixion yeah a, about the most brutal death in all of history that you could imagine he was beaten and tortured and mocked and spat upon and hung on a cross where he bled and died what the Bible says is that he himself bore our sins uh, on the tree so that we might die to sin and live under righteousness uh, by his wounds you have been healed Jesus Christ hanging on that cross took the wrath of God against sin on himself though he did not deserve that wrath because he had never sinned he took that wrath upon himself and he willingly went to the cross to pay the penalty for that wrath on the third after he died he rose from the grave three days later showed himself to his friends preached and taught people and spoke with people and and uh, ate with people and then he rose into heaven the Bible says that he sits forever in heaven as our high priest forever making intercession for us uh, to God the Father so that anyone who will repent do you know what that means it means to it means to turn away from your sin right so you turn you're going this direction towards your sin you turn and you and you start going towards God it's a turning away from your sin and turning towards God and the Bible says that anyone who will uh, repent of their sin and trust what Jesus Christ did on that cross to pay for their sin that person will be um, the Bible says they'll have peace with God they'll be reconciled to God um, they will be justified in the sight of God and Jesus Christ will take your sin from you and will put it on himself and pay for it on the cross and in exchange he will take his innocence that you don't deserve and give it to you so that you can stand before God holy and blameless because you have his righteousness on you does that make sense to you yes okay it's a little bit different than what the Catholic Church teaches mm -hmm. I don't want to get into all the little details and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um, I want to make sure you understand Jesus Christ came and he did that so that the Bible says he died for sinners even though we had rebelled against him our entire life, he still, in mercy and love, came to pay the price for that and, and came to take our place and came so that we could be justified in the sight of God. What do you think about that? I, um, I'm not exactly sure who Jesus was 
Um, he said he w- he said he was uh, Jehovah God of the Old Testament. He said that's what he said he was. He said unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Personal. Uh, let's get personal uh, and make sharing your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the Cross Current. Your lost loved ones likely don't know that the cross is the climax of his story that God's telling for his glory. So open scripture and start from the start to share our part in his creation, our fall, his redemption, and his restoration. Because life's not about where God fits in our story, but where we fit in his. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. For more personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Hi, this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hello again, I'm Corey McKenna, your host, and welcome back to the studio of TCC Radio for part three of this series on human rights that we've simply called, Who's Right? To retrace our steps so far, in part one, we went all the way back to the very beginning of human history to look at the big picture of why we as humans have dignity and rights that no other living beings have. Last time in part two, we tried to telescope several specific human rights to see how they only exist because they're given to us by our creator, God himself. And that brings us to this part three, where we hope to lift high our God who's actually much more than just our creator. Because in Christ, he himself is the very reason for all things, and he also holds every right over all things. Who's right? God is right. And that's the statement we've made in every episode of this series. But as we cross the halfway point, I've got to ask our more skeptical audience, as you've been listening, have you also been wondering why? Like, why do all rights belong to God and God alone? Well, it's because not only has God alone made everyone and everything, But God alone also gives meaning to everyone and everything. And scripture pictures this creator-created rights relationship like a potter with his clay. This may sound like a silly question, but I've got the mic, so here it goes. Who ultimately holds the right to determine the purposes for each pot made, the potter or the clay? We all know only the potter. Well, in the same way, as the only creator, God holds the sole right over all of his creation. And, and he himself reserves the right to do whatever he pleases with the clay and the pot that he is making for his own holy purposes. Now, I totally get the fact that what I've just said may provoke you to say something like, yeah, well, if that's true, Then why have you made me like this then, God? Great question. And stay tuned, because true to his word, God has the answer. In Romans chapter 9, speaking of God's sovereign choice, we read, Who are you, O man, to answer back to God? 
Will what is molded say to its molder, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? Now, please know that both the content and context of these words make it clear that God's not rebuking those with honest questions about this very difficult teaching. But this rebuke is actually for those who seek to use God's sovereign choice to brush off their own sinful choices. Like we said last time, all people know God, but in our natural sinful state, all people hate God and suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness. And one way that truth expresses itself is by people using things God created for our own selfish and sinful purposes without honoring God himself and his purposes. And to take it one sinful step further, like we always seem to do, people even deny God's ownership altogether and act against his clearly stated purposes for why they exist in the first place. And the repeated result is that God's rights are blatantly and willfully violated over and over again, day after day after day. And as we sharpen this episode to the point, it needs to be said again that in Christ, God himself is the very reason for all things, and he also holds every right over all things. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God not only has the right to execute eternal judgment to all those who reject him, but he also has the right to extend eternal life to all those who receive him. In Christ, only God has the right to impose his rule on humanity because only he has paid the ultimate price to save humanity. God graciously promises that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved and that today is the day of salvation. And if you're not a Christian, but will today repent of your sin and call on Christ alone to save you, would you email us at connect at tccradio.com? We'd love to help you connect with a faithful church in your area who will teach you to follow and obey Christ. And if you are a Christian who'd like to get better equipped to go and tell all the lost in your life the good news of Christ, please check out our on-site training programs at thecrosscurrent.com training. Well, thanks for tuning in to part three of this series called Who's Right on TCC Radio. You can visit us online at thecrosscurrent.com where you'll find this podcast, free gospel outreach resources, and more information about giving to our great cause of airing and sharing Christ right here in Canada. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online, 
and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.